about funny stuff. Serious about food. Serious about anything that I'm in the mood for. Serious. Let's get serious. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Hi, this is Kendall Bruns. You're listening to Let's Get Serious Podcast in Chicago. I'm here today with the CD Seeds. I'm very excited about it. They're here from Cincinnati, where I used to live. So I'm going to introduce, we have Margaret Darling. Hello. We have Brian Pennick. Hi. And we have Mike Ingram. Hey. Okay. Now, what do you all play? I play. All at once. Okay. One, two, three. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we cleared that up. I like how Brian actually. Let's let's review here. He plays. I just wanted to sound more important, like he plays. Said rhythm and percussion, but I said it in my own way. Brian plays rhythm and percussion. Margaret plays accordion, guitar, sings. Kazoo. Kazoo. Mike plays banjo. It's a very, I think you've probably often been described as having an eclectic collection of instruments. Is that accurate? Do people I, talk about I'd that? I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, yeah. Yeah. It started out with um, banjo, accordion, and a toy keyboard. And uh, now and here we are. Bass. And, and bass. Oh, we did start out with bass. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. So we could talk, we could talk a little bit about, about all these different things. Uh, but for, well, f- let's start off by saying on your, just you self-describe yourself as being a brainy band <laughs> from Cincinnati, Ohio and you're two-thirds veg- vegetarian and that's mm-hmm. all that your bio says <laughs> I'm thinking that's it's the less is more approach yes, yes. which I'm thinking there's probably a good that's probably a good thing right I think so I always, I always leave that little bit of mystery like anything about the band yeah just just to leave it all in mystery. People don't want to read anymore. They don't want to. They don't want to be bogged down with words. We yeah. like to cut to the chase. Three friends, straight out of high school, some out of college, started putting their angst into music, traveling across the land, spreading their good word. All the bios like that are boring. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we're maybe we don't have a lot of time, but maybe we'll find out who the CD seeds really are. But first, we're gonna hear some music. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's. We're gonna start off by hearing a song. You have a new album coming out. Yeah, we finished it uh, two days ago. Actually, oh, that's exciting. It's it's complete. No it's completely exciting, finished. Uh, it, we, we dropped it off to mastering. So okay, that should be actually done tomorrow. Okay, so we're gonna hear a brand new size. Anybody, have you played this for anybody yet? Is this exclusive? Mm. Let's see. This song, I think we had the demo version as like a. Um, kind of a promo download. Promo download. Yeah. All right, no one's no, ever no, heard no one's this really before. Heard, no one's ever heard this, this ever. Like, yeah, real no. version with all the stuff, you know? Okay, so it's called... Nomenclature. Nomenclature, and whenever you're ready. Came into being 
nomenclature sounds really cool thank, thank you. you i like that was that song from the perspective of a baby maybe maybe do you feel like as as a band is there a, it's like the bio doesn't really say a lot right and then um the way you answered this question makes me wonder do you like this idea of not explaining your work and letting people come to their own conclusions about it? Yes. I mean, every everything that we write is really purposeful. And there's, there's 
um, definite reason behind it. And, and this goes for lyrical content as well as, um, you know, instru- instrument lines and um, musical content in general. But um, I think it's really limiting to, you know, uh, tell somebody what they should be getting from your, your music um, because, you know, listening experience is really personal. Um, I was supposed to say personal and not trying to blend that with personable, which is kind of how it came out. Sorry. Um, so, um, so that particular song is a song that we as a band have been wanting to write for a really long time. And, and we've, you know, got a story behind it and we have a reason for having written it. But, um, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm hesitant to say it's very specifically about this, um, in case somebody wants to get something else out of it. Mm. One, uh, you know, there are a lot of artists who create things with that sort of perspective. But I think there's a difference between like having that thought behind it and just not wanting to share it or sometimes people making things that doesn't necessarily have the content behind. Like I remember um I was uh at a Q&A thing with Richard Kelly, the Donnie Darko guy. And people were asking him all these questions about Donnie Darko, and he was kind of like, "Look, I don't want to, I don't want to tell you because I want you to come up with your, you know, basically what you just said." But I, there was this real sense of like, "Well, yeah, but do you have an like?" The question I wanted to ask was, "Okay, I know you don't want to give us the answer, but do you have an answer in your head, or because you know, there's, sometimes there's like David Lynchian kind of thing where he." it's stream of consciousness or some accent happens and he just goes with it. And he's like, it kind of makes sense in a way, but there's not necessarily what like, it mean uh, to you? <laughs> yeah, what's it mean to you? But that's different than the artist like having intention and just not wanting to. So do you put lyrics in the album? No. Um, but we do have our, our lyrics listed online because we got a lot of folks emailing us saying like, you know, we really do want to know what you're singing. Um, so, um, you know, we, we've got, we used to have them on our website. I think we took them down. But on on some of the, one of those social networking sites we're involved in, I think we've got our lyrics up. I think Bandcamp. Um, it's not like they're they're you know secret. It's just that um, the you know the packaging uh, for our albums we kind of just left them off because you know it, it didn't really fit with the album art. Right. And um, you know, so it's not like they're secret or unavailable. It's just that they're not you know thrust in your face. I suppose. Does it? And how do you feel about people getting different levels of um, meaning from it then? I mean, I think that makes it richer. Um, Or like people who are like really into the CD seeds, but never think about what any of it might conceptually be about. It's, you know, every, everybody relates to music um, in their own individual way. When I listen to music, um, I'm, I'm a lyrics person and and after after I agree with words, um, I want the music to kind of um, have purpose beyond uh, simply being a way to express the words. Like I, I like deeper music. Um, I like more conceptual music. But um, other folks don't necessarily listen to things the same way that I do. And I think that's really beautiful. And I love it. Um, I run into people all the time um, that want to talk to me about the CD Seeds and uh, tell me about their own listening experience and um, very few of those folks ever mention <laughs> lyrics to me. And we work really, really hard mm. on our, our words. But, you know, it's it's not like that That hurts my feelings at all. They're still getting something out of what we're expressing. I think that's really cool. Yeah, from the very beginning, um, on our first, uh, even our first round of songs, not even just our first album, 
I think the intent was to have, um, you know, have a concept that we want to put in there and have everything follow that concept so that if you just want to glean the surface and hear dance music, that's cool too. And then if you want to dig deeper, there actually is substance there if you really want to listen to the lyrics or you want to listen to, you know, the arrangements or what we've created and, and see how it works together. Like to us, there's, um, you know, we, we envision a few levels of, um, you know, meaning in, in the songs we write so that if, you know, if you just want the first level, that's cool. If you want the second level, that's cool too, but you won't dig and find nothing, hopefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, I, I think too <clears throat> that people, not just with the lyrics, but also with the uh, the music itself, the more they listen to it, the more they get out of it. And it's like, you know, every time they listen to it, they peel back on a layer and find something within it. So, you know, it's it's nice to have that that rich of a, you know, foundation to the music to where there's there's so much there and it's... Like really you, you can respond everybody. to it surface immediately. Right. Cause it is your music very melodic and catchy, and there's a lot of like dancey beats. But if you want to look into it further, there's stuff there. Should you choose to explore? And that's I think that's exciting. I mean, personally, when I listen to music, uh, I'm more you know focusing on the music itself than the lyrical content. But I, after I listen to something so many times, I really pick up on the lyrical content. And I really enjoy something that I've listened to many, many times. And I still find, you know, new new parts of, of the songs or things that are hidden with, within other layers on, the, on the, the music itself. And I think that's really exciting. And that's something that, you know, we're really proud of is we put it, you know, especially with the arrangements and how we put everything together, you know. It's yeah. like you said, there's something you find out initially, but the more you listen to it, the more you can pull away from it and, you know, get familiar with it. Yeah. Mike just yawned while you said while you said that. In <laughs> fact, I think while you were saying exciting, he was having a big old yawn. Thanks, Mike. Well, that's why... I slept in about four months. That's why it's a band of more than one person, you know, that you can balance each other out that way. <laughs> when one person's yawning, the other's talking about exciting things, you know, overall, you get at least a medium level of excitement on average. So can we, let's do a really quick, like a brief history of the band. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you from my perspective because living, having lived in Cincinnati and being around the music scene and seeing the progression of the band, it's been really interesting. The story I always heard and correct me if any of this is wrong, but the story I heard was that, um, Mike and Margaret, you wanted, you almost started the band on a whim kind of that you wanted to, um, be in a, I guess Mike had been in lots of bands, Mm -hmm. but Margaret, you hadn't, and you wanted to be in a band. And so, but you didn't know how to play anything. So you just picked some instruments and were like, let's learn how to play something we don't know how to play. So, for you, it was an accordion, mm-hmm. and for Mike, it was a banjo. Yeah, and then you just started writing songs, and then made an album. Is that all right so far? <laughs> it was that I mean, easy, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's not like we're totally novice. Like, what's music? Oh, I'm going to pick this thing up and figure it out. You know, I'd play guitar and bass in some bands, and um, Margaret had played, um, you know, piano lessons and guitar and stuff, but had never really been in a in a full-fledged musical project with it was mostly uh when we when we met like their our first impetus of one of our first conversation ever was um how we were you know ready to move forward with a serious committed musical project and we couldn't find anybody that was you know when that you're talking about when you very first started yeah so from the very beginning you thought of it as a serious thing that you were going to like yeah really devote like was the goal 
we're going to be career musicians at that point? I think it was. Uh, the, the, the weird part is that it did start as, as a... <laughs> You're not agreeing with me. I don't know where you're. I don't know where you're going, but I I don't think I'm gonna agree. Okay, well maybe maybe you should let me finish, and we'll find out. (laughs) I think that you know, initially meeting at a party, like yeah, let's start a band. I'll play accordion and banjo. It'll be great. You know, we really didn't know what was gonna come of it, and and I think Mm. more theoretically, you know, we were looking for a serious um, musical venture. Um, was but, this but, 2006, I mean, 2007? 2006, yeah. Okay. And uh, so showing up to our first practice was like, I don't know if this is going to work or not or whatever. And then we wrote uh, a song in our very first practice and we're like, this is actually, with this sequence, is actually working. With sequence drums and stuff? Well, what happened was it was uh, <laughs> bass, accordion, and banjo. Because we did, we did um, have a third member when we mm. started. Oh, um, okay. Aaron Altoff, uh, who actually now also lives in Chicago. But um, she, she signed on to play bass, which she didn't know how to play either. I mean, okay. all th- all three of us. That was the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were we were at our first practice, wondering what we were going to do, and um, it was suggested just to bring in a toy keyboard that had just like a demo beat, and we could just jam to that and see what would happen. And that's really how how the sound um, first developed for the band was was writing to a toy keyboard. So it was kind of like at the time. Would you have had a drummer if there was just somebody who was like, I want to do it? And it just kind of ended up being... I don't know. I, I know like when, when Mike and I were first talking, we met at a party and we, and we started talking about the band that night. And um, for me, having... You met at a party and started talking about making a band that night? Yeah, Mike, um, Mike had just um, had a lot of his gear ruined in a flood. Um, and wasn't going to be reimbursed for that gear. And he was, you know, talking about bands and music and, and um, you know, I was, yeah, I didn't know anybody at this party. I was drinking my troubles away. (laughs) And, um, and so we, we naturally just started talking about bands and music and how that goes. And, um, I'd never been in a band, but I'd been, um, writing music quietly in my bedroom for years and, um, was really nervous about not only sharing that music with other people, but, um, finding someone that could help me, um, uh, take that music to the next level. I can, you know, write a million bad demos in my bedroom, but who can, who can help me write other arrangements to that stuff and who would be, um, committed enough to the project, but also intuitive, intuitive enough to, um, interpret really, you know, what my vision was, um, uh, for each song and and make it sound good. And so I think initially when we got together, we weren't necessarily thinking, well, how will this work in a performance setting or what sounds are we really trying to achieve? It was more so like, you know, can all of us stay committed to this project and can all of us write songs? And then if, if that happens, you know, we'll figure it out from there. How long had you been just writing songs at home? Probably, uh, since I was about 12. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, started writing songs with my little brother. Um, he would write the lyrics and I'd write the music. I taught myself guitar around that age. And, um, and they were about dumb stuff. Um, like he would write, we wrote a song called Roadkill. It was about finding, you know, run over animals and eating them. Do you so you're willing song? to yes, talk I about do. you're willing to talk about what that song means? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you can't. Re- there are not really other interpretations. Yeah, there's no, there's not this is the first layers, I've heard of this. Right. So. Okay. Um, but you know, when I got all angsty as a teenager, that stuff, you know, it, it turned into different, you know, deeper, darker stuff. And so the song's road- called "F You, Mom and Dad." <laughs> <laughs> no one understands me in the key of E minor. <laughs> Okay, so these initial practices, you're using the drum machine because you didn't have a drummer, 
and then eventually end up making your first album um what's it called changing states change change states. change states and that was in 2007 right mm-hmm. and then when does brian factor into things was that after count the days came out it, he was involved in the recording yeah um mike and i had finished writing the record and we were getting ready to record it um mike and brian have known each other for years and years and years well, first off hold on, sorry I skipped ahead just a tiny bit. What I meant to ask is, what were those first live performances then like? Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, our very yeah, uh, our very first. Um, it was interesting because you know we, we started as a three piece, and Erin uh, was in uh, art school at the time, and she was in the middle of doing all her co ops. So like, she like almost the minute we had our first practice and wrote our first song, she moved to New York for like eight weeks or something. So we had already scheduled this uh, kind of an art gallery opening for our, our friend's art gallery. and uh, Where was that? That was at um, Episode Gallery. In Northside. Okay. Yeah. And um, so that was our first show. And we're like, well, I mean, we'll just, I guess we'll just play. And so uh, we, we finished, you know, a bunch of songs and, and played them. And, and it was uh, Margaret on, you know, guitar and accordion and me on banjo. And then we had... Um, kind of prearranged some backing tracks that we played off an iPod through a bass amp and um it worked I mean it was it was kind of interesting because it was enough of a live you know big huge normal band sound that it was legit and not necessarily or I hope it was legit you know I'm 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 maybe speaking wishfully here I don't know (laughs) if these things were really that impressive I mean I remember personally like having never performed um those first couple of shows, like my hands would be shaking so badly I couldn't actually form chords. And I think I ended up, you know, like my fingers would get locked and I'd be in a in a bar chord accidentally flipping off the audience, like the entire set and just like not being able to do anything about it. It was just really nerve wracking. Yeah. yeah. So they were um, interesting, nerve wracking. They were always kind of a scramble to get everything together to kind of sound again, like we're doing this on purpose and not like missing something, you know. So, um, and, and then, you know, as, as that year progressed, we recorded a demo, a uh, three song demo and, and had that out and they were like, Oh no, wait, I think this, this actually works. Like as two people touring in a car, um, which was pretty awesome because there was like, you know, my car gets a million miles a gallon. And so our overhead for driving to Chicago was like 25 bucks and it was like, right. Oh, okay, sweet. <coughs> um, so then, um, you know, we, we just kind of forged ahead as, as two-piece with backing track and, uh, you know, live, live instruments and, and singing. I remember, I, I'm not sure the first time that I saw you, I've probably seen you play like 20 times over the years, <laughs> but I don't remember that, I can't really remember the first time, but I do remember that even from the beginning times that I saw you play, there were lots of people there. And they were really into it and they were dancing. <laughs> like you always had, it might've been like the comet the first time I saw you play mm-hmm. and it would be like a ton of people and they'd all be dancing like really into it. And it was just always a really fun, like celebrative atmosphere. Is that a word? Celebrative? Celebratory? Celebratory. Celebratory, yeah. Celebratory <laughs> atmosphere. Um, and so that's cool. I mean, and, and you were doing it with two. You were doing it with just the two people in the in the backing tracks. Mm-hmm. And Aaron, when Aaron was in town, she'd perform with us. Um, yeah. But she, I, I think, seriously, she probably only played with us five times before um, she decided to pursue her career and left the band. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it was unfortunate that you know 
she'd be like, I, I really want to be a part of this. I've got to go move to Chicago. Uh, you know, okay. and then I, and she's like, I'm back for you know a little bit, and we play a show or two, and then um, <clears throat> it just kept. You know, I mean, her career had to come first, so you know, she, we we uh, just kept kept going, I guess. So why don't we before we get to Brian, how he got involved with things? Why don't we do another song? So you're going to play a live song. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. people aren't listening to this live, but... Well, live is in live live, not, you know, canned live, I suppose. Right. But it's about to be canned. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to can it. Mike, I think you need to pass me that guitar, because I think we're going to do Ethel. Right? Oh, okay. Is that what we said we'd do? Yes. Yeah, sure. So, which release is Ethel off of? This is going to be on um, Verb Noun, which is the title of our, our new album coming out next month. Um and uh, yeah, so this song's Ethel on Verb Noun. Go ahead. All right, whenever you're ready.
That was Ethel. Performed one take, CD Seeds. Hey. It was great when I had a coughing fit in the middle of it. Was... It happens. Yes. I've been, I've been suppressing coughs this whole time. It's that time of, time of the year. Mm. Okay, so... Change Dates came out in 2007. You self-release that? Or... Yeah. Yes, we did. Okay, and then came Count the Days. Mm-hmm. And so, did Brian actually play on the album a little bit? Yes. Um, we thought it would be really fun um, to play up the dynamic between, um, you know, th- this rectilinear idea of um, uh, machine-created drum beats with um, something a lot more organic and natural um, with, you know, a real kit. So, um, as as I think I had mentioned a little bit um, earlier in this podcast, um, Brian and Mike had known each other for a really long time. And when we thought about uh, approaching someone to play drums on this record, we never thought of anyone else. It was kind of like when I applied to college and I only applied to one school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just, we, uh, I, I ran into Brian at a ridiculous party and uh, said, hey, you want to play drums on our album? And I think he and I were <laughs> both in... Uh, like the same kind of jolly state at the time, and he's like, "Yeah, totally, all right." <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. You know, I remember the party well, but yeah, you know, once we got down to the project, uh, we they told me exactly what they were looking for, and it was a very interesting perspective because they said, "We want you to play drums, but you're not the main drummer. We have the electronic backbeat, which you kind of have to fit in this weird space." And uh, you know, I thought really long and hard and they gave me a lot of descriptive terms you know we want this song to sound this way we want you know for instance the the one that i like you know going back to is dandelion the second song on the record they were like we want something cold something civil warish something you know kept you know telling me things like that and just painted this awesome picture in my mind and then when we actually went to uh to record it that was right around the first time that they had heard anything that I came up with and it just fit really, really well. And, you know, I remember when we were in the studio recording and they were listening to the tracks as I had prepared them and I would say, well, this is what I came up with. And like, that's absolutely perfect. This so there great. was an immediate musical yeah. Like, yes, connection? There, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we, 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 we talked about this. We, you know, Mike and I knew each other really well, Margaret and I, you know, probably not, hit it off very well from the start, you know, as far as speaking in terms of, of just music and what exactly we were looking for. And it was just, you know, straight down to the point. And when we actually were in the studio recording it, just, it, it clicked and it was, it was awesome. And then after that, you know, I had another project that was going, that wasn't as serious at the time. And, uh, I played a couple shows, played, uh, a Wasi lounge act was my, my first, uh, performance with them. And then played the CD release show and played uh, Cincinnati Entertainment Awards and then one other show. And then at the beginning of 2009, I joined the band full-time and here we are. <laughs> how, buddies. How, Great. like, it, you seem, the three of you are really close, obviously, but, like, what percentage of the band being able to work is musical versus personality? Uh, it's both, 100% of the time. Um, this this band would not work with any other musicians and wouldn't work with any other people, really. It's like the the way we can sort of coexist um, while, you know, tackling very serious... Like, uh, you know, in other bands, it might be 
you know, the, this tambourine part is terrible and I hate you. <laughs> what do you mean my tambourine part's terrible? I hate you. You know, and, and we can we can straight up be like, that sucks, do something else. and then the, Or that's awesome or, you know, whatever. And, and there's not, um, you know, the, the sort of, we're all almost like machines, like, this is not the good part. Do better part. Okay, here is better part. And are all three of you like extremely involved in all those decisions and writing and? Yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it's, get uh, out of my head, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no vacancy. It's full. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we're very straight and uh, very uh, direct with because we. With, I think there's just so much work that goes into our songs that I don't think there's enough time in the day to. You know, if we had to overcome the typical like band dynamic of like, I'm like, sorry, I, I disagreed. I didn't mean to hurt. I, your feelings. I don't mean to hurt your feelings, yeah. but when you go into that blast beat uh, during the ballad, I think that it, it's it may not be what we're really looking for. Yeah. You know, we'd be like, no, yeah, shorthand. Know, that banjo part's stupid. You know, it steps on this. Well, all oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, since we're talking about um, those decisions and writing. That leads very well into the next thing we're, we're going to talk about, yeah. which is this uh, song, Coyote Song, mm-hmm. which you previously released on, a, like, what do you call it? A single? An EP? EP? A 45? EP. EP. Uh, called call it a 45? Called Roll the, Deep? I think we actually figured out during this process that the difference between a single and an EP is two songs versus more than two ah. songs. So if it's just a song on each side, that's a single. But if there's more than that... But then EP gets tricky because it could be a certain number before it becomes an LP, or it could be a time. Mm. You know, like, if Yes puts out a four-song record, Mm -hmm. but it's on an EP because it's an hour and 20 minutes long, (laughs) you know? Then it's just awesome. That is a long player, yeah. Yeah. What's the longest song? What's the longest CD Seed song? Uh, that's that's the first track of our uh, EP. Is, we are missing. Is called We Are Missing. It's th- six minutes and thirty six seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a space jam. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind well, of unfortunately, we're not going to hear that. But what we're going to do is you're going to play Coyote song. The- we'll play live first. This is kind of the original version, and then when we did this this new album, we did a. Uh, like a 180 on what kind of song this is. Well, let's be. be fair. This is like a, a different version of the original version. Because the original one is like all saloony. We're mm-hmm. not going to saloon this up. So, okay. So the version on Roll Deep EP mm-hmm. is saloony. Yes. And you're going to do similar to that yeah. now, recreated. And then after that, we're going to listen to the, latest the, carnation the of it. new version, which it doesn't sound like it's saloony, but I don't know. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> That so, will be a world premiere. Yeah, okay, so first, though, CC's playing Coyote Song, Saloony style. Mm-hmm. Oh, you gotta get that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure the keyboards are functioning. Oh, yeah. Oh, You guys ready? Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Across the empty. 
empty desert plains Prairie wolf is crowned the lonesome king Lie so high, so long, singing your coyote song. Awesome. Hope the neighbors like that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. I think they'll probably think we're just rooting for the bears. They're like, "What's that rhythmic?" Yeah, that's yes. Today is the playoff game thing. Yes. So every once in a while we hear a, a, a celebratory <gasps> shout, or it's, it it might be angry. It's hard to tell sometimes mm-hmm. when you overhear the football fans whether or not they're happy or angry. I'm so happy right now. I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> That's my translation. <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk about the... See, we're running out of time, so let's... Qu- 
quickly go over the CD release, mm-hmm. and then we'll hear the other version of Coyote's song before we wrap up. So um, your album, as you said, is pretty much done. And like completely yeah, done. Yeah. You've done the pack done. artwork. <laughs> yeah. You've done the artwork. Got the artwork. Got the everything. Uh, got the audio master coming in tomorrow, and it's, send it's it off. called Verb Noun. Mm-hmm. It comes out February twenty sixth at in your CD release shows at Southgate House. Mm-hmm. Correct. And you're doing a giant show with all kinds of awesome bands, including Bad Veins, Loyal Divide, State Song, Culture Queer, Flotation Walls, Englishman, Bro, Stephen, Dan Mecker of the Turbo Boys. He's Cheyenne Mize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Casino and Rodeo Ruby Love. Yay! So there's a lot of great stuff there. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say about that? It's going to be like the biggest party of the year. Mm-hmm. I know it's happening like early on in the year, but it's going to set it's going to set like the rest of the year on fire. It sounds like it will. You could sleep through might, the rest of 2011 and be content with that night. Yeah. 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 I might have to make a trip to Cincinnati for that. I think you should. <laughs> but if not, you're coming back here, but we'll talk about that after the, we do our song. So why don't we go ahead and play the album version from verb noun album version of coyote song now across the empty desert plains
was Coyote Song off of the CDC's forthcoming album. Is that? Yeah. Forthcoming album, Verb Noun. And how will people be able to get that album? Are you putting it out yourselves? We, Self-release? We're, um, we're doing a local release um, in, in February. Um, so... Uh, we encourage folks to see us on tour. We'll be we'll have some copies with us on the road. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in Chicago. <laughs> Look at that. We'll be back in Chicago on uh, April sixth at the Beat Kitchen. So, mm-hmm. but and you're touring all over. You're doing a coast to coast tour. Yes. Yeah. TSS. Yeah, our routing looks kind of like the Mothman. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a month and a half long tour, and it starts with the release, and then we'll be out until April tenth. So. so you're playing uh, that February 26th show in Cincinnati and then April 6th here in Chicago. Are there other shows, any other particular shows you want to, or should people just go to the thing? Anything um, special? Just, or are we doing South by Southwest? We yes. are going to do South by Southwest. Um, we uh, still have a couple of dates to update, uh, but our, on our website, thecdseeds.com, we have all of our, um, uh, our confirmed routing up. Um, so if folks are interested in seeing where we're going to be hitting, um, please visit us online, com. That's like seeds that are CD for those of you just listening and trying to figure out how it's spelled. The CD Seeds. S-E-E-D-Y, S-E-E-D-S. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Do we want to talk real quick about... Um, uh, yeah, just there's just so many there's so just many more things I wish I, I could talk to you about. I just wanted to make reference to uh, you know why we sort of redid Coyote Song and you know how we we tried to make a couple of um, like from you know again from the beginning we had this concept that we could create two versions of every song we ever wrote and you know the live live experience would be a totally different um, you know musical thing than all of our records so. Um, was kind of a foray into that and um so it came out of the idea of maybe having a different live version than the album version of songs yeah i think specifically for this one that is something that we want to do we want to make sure that our live performances are not just us like basically being you know a live band playing a cd right um with and you still play with recorded tracks oh definitely even though you have you so you have brian playing live drums but sometimes he's playing along with program drums Mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean we could, Yeah, we have. There's a lot more we could talk about. I was just trying to make sure you got done here in time. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, yeah, I think it is interesting to kind of like go back and revisit the song and. Yeah, I mean that is exactly our thoughts. You know, like a song doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be final. Um, you know, like it, it doesn't have to be a final work. We can always go back into it and and make it something else. And we're not, you know trying to push one version over another and, and say one is better than another. Um, and, and I encourage, you know, folks who like the song to, you know, not feel like they're betraying us or themselves by picking a, picking a favorite. But and if they, yeah, if they want to hear, if they want to hear the, the roll deep version, how can they get that? Um, we have, uh, the digital album, um, for sale on iTunes and on, uh, our Bandcamp uh, website and then, uh, physical copies of the, the, Final EP are available. Um, I think there might be a small handful left at Shake It Records, but otherwise you can um, pick them up from us on the road. Yeah, and it, it was a limited pressing, so get it while it's All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. I Like I said, there's. I would love to just talk with you guys for another... <laughs> to be continued. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, we'll do it some other time. Um, 
if you want to know more about them, it's the mm-hmm. If you want to, if you listen to this, but you don't know how or where to get it from, it can be found. The podcast can be found on iTunes. Just search for let's get serious or Kendall Bruns. You'll find it. And there's also show notes and stuff. There'll be links and things. If you go to Kendallbruns.com. Thanks guys. And, um, so I like to give the guests the final word. There's three of you though. So you're going to have to fight that out amongst yourselves. Maybe one word with three syllables. Perhaps. Can I interject? And, and before we have to decide on like a final word, can I just say it's really good to see you again? Kevin. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Thanks, thanks. Thank for, you. For this. It was great seeing you guys and no nuts. Yeah. The other yeah. Night. Play here at, you played at Reggie's rock club. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was like Cincinnati invading again. Yeah. <laughs> First time. Last okay. word, huh? Um, you can't think about it too much. It has to be quicker. It's got to be, be quicker than this. Cupcakes. 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 Vegan cupcakes. Delicious.